Welcome back to the AOT Chronicles and Attack on Titan podcast. I'm your host, Ronnie. What's up, lads and ladies? I'm your host, Chaz. I kind of like that. Rolled off the tongue, lads and ladies. We are here to do Season 3, Episode 15. Well, we're not doing it, per se. We're covering it. Yeah. It's also Episode 52. It's called Descent. What did you think of it, Chadley? Well, it's a good one, all right? It's a good one. Oh, a warning, warning, it's a good one. Big Bert, Big Bert. Yeah, uh, we are, let's just give, you know, these are always released a little bit later from when we recorded, but at this point, it is November 16th, the season four hype is getting so real, by the time this is released, it's going to be even more real, because there's no telling when I get this one out, it will be before de- December 7th, so it's not like you're going to have seen season four, but... If you're going to be anything like us, you're on pins and needles waiting for it. Do you have anything to say? I'm just super excited. I can't wait. It feels like I've only been waiting. I, when did I start this show? Probably December of last year. So I, I know a lot of people have actually been watching this since 2013. Yep. I'm sure you are so excited for this, and I don't know what that feels like. But I feel like I've been waiting for seven years for this season. <laughs> yeah, so respect to those people who actually have been waiting that long. Uh, once again, we've mentioned before, we will have a season four preview podcast that comes out. Honestly, it might be the day before it releases, just looking at our schedule. So get in questions, get in you know, what you want us to talk about, what kind of takes you want to hear, and we'll get that to you. But for now... Let's get into this episode 15, Descent. So we flash back to season one where uh, Mr. Friendly Nice Guy ruined his spine for the rest of his life as he plugged that wall with that huge boulder. He's He's never been quite the same, really. And elsewhere in the city, we see a different side of this, this little story here. Reiner and Bert are away from the action discussing what it will mean for them if Aaron manages to pull the mission off. I love seeing this side of it because, as we know, if remembering back to the Battle of Trost, Reiner and Bert were nowhere to be seen during this whole chaos. This was such an exciting... But it was also one of the things where, unless you're doing like a podcast, there's so much going on, I feel like you don't You don't notice, notice it. Yeah. So... Once I realized the first time I was watching this where we were, what we were doing, I perked up big time. It was super exciting because I was like, oh, wait, because we know what's getting ready to happen. Reiner tells Bert, who is very worried not to, well, worry, because they finally found the clue they spent the last five years searching for. And then just then, someone from behind asked them what they were just talking about. Chad, who is it? Big bro, good bro, best bro, Marco. It's sweet, sweet, best bro, Marco. So bittersweet to see this guy on screen. Oh, I miss this guy so much. He asked Reiner what he meant by Hopefully my something type. good happens to him here. Yeah, can't wait to see what happens here. He asked Reiner what he meant by my Titan and Bert about the hole we opened. Like, that was some concerning stuff I just heard, guys. <laughs> It, it, it was just a joke, Ronnie. Don't worry. Well, you couldn't tell by the faces of these two as they turn around looking absolutely horrified. And like you said, Reiner goes, bro, dude. Oh, Marco. It was a joke, dude. Come on. 
Is it? It's just a little weird humor, you know? It's me and Bert just uh, knee slapping each other. Marco tells him to focus on the mission and zips away, but also looks back, still a little concerned, rightfully so. He thinks about the fact that Aaron can turn into a Titan, therefore humans can turn into Titans. That's good math there on his part. Yeah, I'm trying to put myself in Marco's shoes right here. If I heard that, even if it was a joke, there's no way in hell I'm thinking it's a joke. No. That's, yeah. I don't even have to come up with examples just because it's concerning to hear about. He also notes how the Colossal Titan appeared out of nowhere and also suddenly vanished. He realizes, wait, that's probably a human too. Marco lands on just some building and not 10 seconds later, Reiner tackles him to the ground or to the side of this building. It's not really the ground, elevation, buildings. That's how that works. And Burtz follows up right behind him. Reiner puts Marco into an arm lock as he tells him that the problem is he's just too damn smart. Mm. This is when you know things are not going to go well for this guy. Marco starts to call for help, and good news, Annie shows up. Sweet, sweet Marco. Oh, thank God. He's got a moment of hope. He's like, oh, great, this is awesome. Annie, help out. Uh, Reiner's acting crazy. Thanks for coming when you heard my calls of concern. (laughs) And Reiner looks up to her, tells her that he heard their conversation and that they have to kill him. This visibly makes Annie upset as she says, you asshole. Now, when I first saw this, I thought of thought her calling an asshole was clearly Reiner. And I still kind of think it does, but at the same time, I feel like she could be calling Marco an asshole, not as an actual asshole, but just being like, damn it. You asshole, why did you have to be there? Why did you have to hear it? At that certain time, why did you have to hear it? Or she's just saying it to Bert, who's just hiding in the back. (laughs) (laughs) Reiner just, or Bert just peeks around Reiner's shoulder. He's like, me? (laughs) Sorry. Yeah, you look behind Reiner, and Bert has his whole head under Reiner's jacket. (laughs) (laughs) It's like a scared little kid, just hugging his leg. So Titan starts to make their way to the group as Reiner tells Annie to remove Marco's ODM gear. Annie asks what I thought was a great question, which is, why me? Mm -hmm. She's like, Bert is standing right there, but Bert the bitch doesn't have the balls to execute something like this. Bert has to tell them a Titan's coming, even though it's invisible sight and they can clearly see that it's coming. Reiner's like, Bert's on lookout. You've got to do this. I've got him on the arm lock. you got to get Bert's... Bert's like, oh, it's still just the one. Just the one Titan. Shaking. Yeah. Reiner recalls the time when Annie risked her life for Connie and asked why she put herself in the way of danger if she has has become attached. Oh, wow. Connie getting his life saved again. We were just talking about this last episode. Everyone saved Connie. He says... If that's not the case, prove it to me now. If you and your father waiting for you to come home are any different than this filthy race, prove it. So this race is evil. This race is filthy. We get a callback to the flashbacks we saw of Annie's episode with her father. There's so much going on here. There's a lot of, yeah, a lot deeper stuff than than just blank. Nailed it. She begins to do it as the Titans get even closer as poor, poor Marco starts breaking my heart. 
Yeah. He's just screaming. Did we watch this episode together for the first time? I didn't want to say anything, but you were crying in the corner when this happened. Yeah. Uh, Feel free to say something. You know, I'm a man who's very in touch with my emotions, and sometimes I cry. And this is one of those times where it felt like the right thing to do to see my boy Marco go through this. I've seen this episode probably like realistically 17 times and every time it just this part still gets to me man it's hard not to feel something when you see this so annie finishes up she removed well reiner tells annie that she did well and that it is what makes them warriors so he's still on this whole warrior train if you remember from season two Andy yeah. removes the ODM gear and throws it into a window that is attached to the same building that Marco was at. And I just want to break this down for a second. This is where I'm a little bit confused. They didn't physically hurt Marco in any way. Did she take part of this ODM gear that was, like, necessary for him to use it? Yeah. And so I think here here it is weird here because it's like he could have tried to get away, but at the same time, he is like twenty feet off the ground. I guess if he jumped, well, like what do you think she takes? It looks like she takes like the gas of it or something. I don't know. But that's what I'm saying. Or she the takes, She takes part of it off. Or I thought she took off two parts. So that's where I don't know. I only I went back and rewatched. I might have gotten not gone back far enough to see her take away another part, but I was just laughing at the idea because she takes a part off and throws it in the window of the building yeah. that Marco's at. And I'm thinking, what bust through the window and put it on? But then of course I'm going through all kind of things such as well in season two, they couldn't take five minutes to put on their gear, so they walked around for three days without any gear because the Titans were coming. Maybe it's a long process. Finally, I just kind of wrote it off to she also took another part that he needed. I didn't didn't get caught up on it, but it was just funny optics as she takes it off and throws it practically right next to him. Um. And I I was wondering, too, if like Reiner, obviously he didn't stab him or anything. He didn't tie his arms up either. No, they didn't. I mean, they were very clearly did not want to do this, but they knew they had to, so they just were let the Titan take care of it and Ugh. essentially just killed him by getting rid of his Odie. And then they just watched it. They didn't even turn away. Yeah, they what? zip off, and Marco makes me even more sad as he mutters to himself, Why? What are you in such a hurry for? <laughs> He's, and then he talks about how they didn't even have a chance to discuss it. Yeah, Ugh. we haven't even had a chance to talk this through, and a Titan picks him up and Bites off one of his arms. That's the worst. When the Titan doesn't just put you completely in their mouth and they do just like a bite size. Ah, come on. They're fun. Humans are fun size compared to Titans. Eat the whole thing at once. It's like. Well, do you remember? These guys the- are dicks. When you get like the fun size snicker, right? And you're like an asshole that eats one fourth of it, it's one bite. Quit milking it. I know. That's what these guys are doing. And you know, do you remember from season one, too, when Jean finds Marco's body? It was his right arm that got bit off and, like, his the right side of his face. But when he finds his body, his whole right half is just, like, gone. Yeah, so this Titan didn't even finish him. He just no. dropped him and, ugh, terrible. Or he regurgitated him. I know they can do that. Maybe that happened. Yeah, but when we see him regurgitated, they're in, like, a tight Oh, jelly. that's true. Either way. Bad deal. So Marco did not survive this altercation. 
Thank you. Good, uh, good commentary on that one, Chaz. Yeah, the, like you were saying, the three others watch this clearly. You know, they're shaken at what they're watching. For some reason, they still watch anyway. As Reiner then switches out of warrior mode as he asks, Is Marco getting eaten? Mm-hmm. Hey, buddy. You know, okay. Yes. I wanted to ask you this question. This is actually the take that I had on it. I'm kind of alluding to that, or I think the show is alluding to, that this is Reiner's first moment of Ooh. him actually snapping. And I think Bert, He's, the way Bert reacts to, maybe they're trying to allude to it, but I could also see um, where maybe it happened before. I don't know. Yeah, that's what an interesting think? take. I could, uh, I could certainly see this being the stressor that kind of breaks him into two personalities. Like this was too hard to see, so he made another thing where he was trying to like deflect the blame. I like it. I'll go with it. And then also, it's nice seeing some empathy from Annie because I know we've seen a little bit of it, but just the way she killed so many people in the forest and yeah. shit, just to see her actually visibly super upset was pretty cool, I think. Right. And the, yeah. I mean, this probably popped her cherry as far as killing other... Yeah, yeah so I mean... This and was, this was like a big... like They didn't directly kill him, but they led to the killing and... Even though they seemed shook by it before, like it was never going to be as hard to kill again after this. So, and it's the worst too because it's not like Aaron, who's just an annoying like crybaby. It's yeah. fucking Marco, right? I mean, this oh, sweet, sweet Prince Marco. If I had to cast someone as a prince in that uh, play script I've been writing, it would be Marco. <laughs> Can't wait till that's finished. Yeah, coming soon. Can't believe you're going to be the star. We flash back forward to Reiner and Bert sitting atop Wall Mario with the shredded man we saw in control of the Beast Titan at the end of season two. We'll go ahead and say it. Uh, well, actually, no. I'm going to hold off. Right now, I'm just going to call him shredded man. We'll do this the right way. Yeah. I don't want to get ahead of myself. He tells the two guys that there's no way she's getting tortured. So he's obviously talking about Annie. He's trying to reassure them, but they don't seem to buy it. They still look pretty concerned, even though that's always what Bert looks like. But Reiner also looks concerned. And uh, Mr. Beastman here, he asks them about the agreement they came to, and was it all for nothing? He tells Reiner that they can go again, but if he loses another time, he will give up his armor to another warrior. So this guy seems lovely. He's obviously talking. We got to actually see this um, a few episodes back when... The Beast Titan clearly defeated Reiner and came out and said, all right, that's it. We wait to get Annie. Yep. And it's like Reiner and Bert are still pleading with him, even though he just kicked his ass. It's right. Like... So uh, Mr. Luscious Blonde Hair says they have one goal, to recover the coordinate and put an end to this cursed history. What is this history? He says Gosh. he wants to end all this. And Bert says he will try to keep his head clear from thoughts of Annie <laughs> and that no one else should have to fill his pain. So let's end it. This is where I start to come around to Bert. He's finally coming around to me. He's having some resolve. He's thinking back to what happened with Marco and how Reiner reacted. And he's like, I don't want to see this anymore. So just then, an alligator man calls for War Chief Zeke. 
So you're calling him Alligator Man? I'm going to call uh, him Crocodilian. Well, see, here's the thing about me. I like to give people names, and until this guy's got a name, it's going to be something different every time, more than likely. Okay. Crocodilian, I like that, but, you know, it can also be Alligator Man. So, yeah, he's, ty- he's t- talking in his crazy, deep-sounding Titan voice. Right. And calls him War Chief Zeke. So, I just wanted to talk to the listeners about this. We've got Ronaldo over here. He missed this the first time watching it. <laughs> Ronaldo. And it just really upset me because I remember the first time I watched this, I hear War Chief Zeke. I'm thinking, oh, okay, we finally got a name for this guy. I'm paying attention to this show like I always do with every show. And then something later well, first on. First of all, it's in Japanese. You don't necessarily hear War Chief Zeke. Well, you do hear Zeke from his crocodilian voice. Yeah, Plus, you hear I'm a lot reading of, it you hear a on lot the screen. Of, you hear a lot of names in Japanese, and they don't sound like what's put Zeke, on the Zeke. screen. Or Zeke. That's what it sounds like right there. And it says it on the screen, and I'm a great reader. I used to be, I think in second grade, I was like top five in my class. We had like 15 people in there. But I'm a great reader, so I saw that. And I just wanted to tell people that Ronnie did not catch this, and please shame him in the comment section. Keep I going. think it's a very easy mistake to do. There's a lot going on. We're watching Bert. They're talking about Annie. I'm thinking about Annie. And, you know, this one guy who hasn't – it's not even the point of what he's saying. He's not – we don't see Zeke on screen as he's saying it. You know, it's just off screen, very quick. Oh, yeah, he's probably Wolf talking Chief to Zeke, Reiner or they Bert. all look over the side. It's just very easy yeah. thing to happen. They say it I'm once. I'm sure he was just talking to Reiner. One time they Hey, say, War Chief Zeke, I mean Reiner. My bad, I didn't mean to call you that. Jeez. Sorry, you're so uh, – I was just listening to season one, episode fourteen, because like I, I shouted him out last episode, Zachary uh, mentioned something that we said on there, and he wanted some clarification. And you called uh, Commander Chief Zachary Zachary through the whole thing. <laughs> yes, I did. So get off my dick. Okay, that's because the Japanese can't say their R's. Oh. I'm trying to tell you this. There's no R in Zeke, though. Oh God! Or Zeke. So Zachary, the entire episode, and then so anyway, past that, past that, the three men cheers, and Zeke says it's time to settle this here once and for all. And it's weird him saying he really cares about these people. It kind of sounds like here because he says, "I want to end it here with us, just us." And I don't know if it means well, if he really cares about them or I don't know. It, I'm gonna say it seems sincere though. To me, it doesn't seem sincere considering oh, he just told Reiner three minutes ago <laughs> that if uh, if he doesn't get his act together, it's gonna be a new warrior. Yeah, it sounds gets like to don the armor. So I don't know how much this matters to him. Well, yeah, but I've heard you say stuff like that to your brother before. This like, guy's a questionable character. Yeah, well, I've heard no. you say, "Hey, if." You don't get your shit together. I'm gonna to get a new brother. I've heard yeah, you say Travis stuff like that. Travis is. I mean, I got so many stories about Travis. It's a podcast in itself, so we can't get into that right now. Don't even get me started about you and your mom. Uh, so anyway, just a little weird detail after they cheers that we get like a far away shot of all three of them standing on the wall, and when they go to drink, what it's it's like coffee. We'll get more into that because I guess it's not. Zeke burns himself and yells, hot. He does, yeah. <laughs> it was super weird. I didn't know. If... Okay, so we'll t- let's talk a little bit about this. The I drink, think... 
Okay. It's, I, the, it's the calling card, so you want to wait till then? Well, okay, we can wait till then, yeah. We'll get to that. So that way we can say what they're saying about it, and then we'll go from there. Okay. Reiner kicks off the remains of their little camp and tells Bert that they will be in separate positions and that he needs to think for himself for once. Reiner continues this roast session, and he says, You have the greatest ability of all, yet leave it to other to finish things. And to be honest, he never thought Bert reliable. Wow. I mean, jeez. A lot of people say that about me, too. I've got like, such great abilities in like, sports and stuff. And then... Well, as if Bert wasn't a big enough bitch, Bert says, I know. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'd respect that, though. He knows that he needs to step up, and his time is coming. Right, right. In so don't, case... Hey, don't bash Bert. Okay. In case you haven't caught on to this uh, theme between these three guys yet, Reiner says, we finished this here. Real, really stressing the fact that this is going to end at the location of... Here. Here. Oh, well, wait. Here we go. And then Bert says, we're going to end this and win. <laughs> <laughs> really, really driving this point home. So Ryder makes fun of Bert for liking Annie a couple more times and then says that they will also save Krista to fulfill their promise to Ymir. What do you think she's up to? Probably not alive, if I had to guess. Really? Mm-hmm. Are you being serious? Yep. She's probably already dead. You really think that? Yes. That's all you're going to say? You're not going to explain your thinking? or? Um, Because she said multiple times, Reiner and Bert said multiple times, that, yeah, you're probably going to die, but she still went with him anyways, because for some reason she has empathy towards him. But, yeah, I think she's dead. Hmm. All right. And then going back to that, I think Reiner well, said me- something like, he was talking about maybe Annie will even recognize you as her hero when you he when you go to rescue her or something like along those lines. You know what I'm talking about? Kind of. I think he also added, he was like, yeah, she could probably smell you from a mile away on your way to rescue her because she's got a big nose. What does that have to do with Ymir's life? <laughs> Like, I have no idea. Like, like at all. What is that? I'm like? just, I'm on one right now, you okay? Just, <laughs> you, what the fuck just I happened? am on one. I'm, my mind, I'm thinking about so many things. You're squirrel. you're itching like you're suffering from meth withdrawals. Oh, I'm itching like fucking Dio last episode against Joe Toro. Um, Alright, so <laughs> do you think we'll ever see what, will we ever hear from her again? No, Ymir's gone. In the sense of... They say, oh yeah, that we killed her? Yeah. We will hear that? We'll hear that, but we'll never see him here again. All right. Ever. She's dead. <laughs> okay. Uh, so the two of them go their separate ways. She is so dead. We join back up with Oh the, my God, she's so dead. Keep going. You're uh, really driving that in as much as the fact that this is going to end here. So uh, the two of them go the separate ways. We join back up with Bert, who is still hiding, worried about Reiner. Speaking of him, we catch up with Reiner, whose head is, well, pretty much blown off, so he's doing great. Oof. Rough. Jean is feeling himself, calling Reiner a scumbag as Connie and Sasha cry. These two are getting on my nerves, man. Yeah, they're getting on Jean's nerves, too, because he yells at them a little bit. 
and Hanji tells them all to prepare for the equipment for the next round. There's no time for this bullshit. Armin is struggling with the fact that they didn't even have a chance to negotiate, but tries to tell himself that there was nothing he could do. Reiner's Titan yells out a scream just like we've seen these things do before. Mm -hmm. And uh, everyone looks concerned as we see that old Bert has been hiding inside a barrel. The Beast Titan picks up said barrel and hurls it towards the city. Dude, I would have... You could have gave me a hundred guesses of what's in the Crocodilian's backpack, and I would have never said Bert. <laughs> you would not have guessed Bert? No. I bet Bert's back there. I mean, it's the perfect place for Bert. I mean, in reality, if you were being real with yourself, you'd be like, I don't know, he's probably in someone's backpack. I'm just imagining Bert. He's watching this whole thing through the hole of the, the of barrel, barrel. And he's seeing, like, Levi and all them fighting, and he's just, like, hiding. Yeah. He's, like, so scared. Hanji says to blow Reiner's body to bits as Armin has already figured out what is going on. He tells them all we need to get away from Reiner because it's about to go down. Yeah, he sees the barrel just hurling through the air. Now, what a fucking throw, dude. This is like a Patrick Mahomes 75-yard bomb, except the Beast Titan is 17 meters, probably weighs like 2,200 pounds. Wingspan, the best the Combine's ever oh, seen. Yeah. The wingspan off the charts. I mean, how far do you think this thing could actually throw something? There's no telling. It's wild. I mean, he just launches. I don't know how it doesn't... The momentum doesn't kill Bert inside this thing. Yeah. It'd be like one of those slingshot rides you've seen, except 27 times that. I feel like if Bert wasn't a Titan, he would be dead already. <laughs> I mean, it's a good point. So we get to the calling card, and here's where we can talk about it. They just refer to it as dark liquid, believed to be a beverage consumed by the Titan Shifters while they were camping out, confirmed to have a pleasant aroma. Its origin is unknown. This so is just coffee. It's just coffee. That's what it is. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's Which, just... okay. I, I didn't understand. I did understand when I was reading. I was like, oh, it's just fucking coffee. The more I read into it, the more I did some research, I figured it out. But I'm... We'll leave it at that. We'll leave it at that, yeah. And we can talk about it potentially later on. But it Let's is... just say we've never seen Armin in any of them. As many times as they've drank tea and stuff, they've never had coffee. All right, stop it. Stop so that's it. all I'm going to say. Hey, stop it. Okay. <laughs> the troops zip away from Reiner, but Armin realizes that at this distance they won't be able to avoid it. Bert sees Reiner and goes to him. He confirms that he's alive and realizes he transferred his whole existence into his nervous system. This is Reiner's move, as a believe. Okay, well, let's talk about this, too, though. How As badass as that scene is, the launch and everything, the fact that Bert didn't transform and he saw Reiner right there, I feel like it would have been such a cool scene if he did transform right there, with the, if Reiner I wasn't know. hurt. While he's flying while through he's the barrel. While he's flying through the barrel. But, I agree. But he did... Like at the end of uh, the flashback we had when they both hit each other, they're yeah. like, I thought that was a really cool thing too. Shows they're brothers. They're when well, they're not biologically brothers, but you know what I mean. Yeah. That he saw his hurt soul, his hurt friend, his hurt comrade. He's going to help him. Yeah, honestly, in my mind, Bert did like the first time I'm when I was rewatching this for the first time. I thought Bert did transform here. I okay. forgot that he like rolled up on Reiner and did this whole, whole thing. But, um, so 
I want to do a, a little practice between us real quick. Okay. Take a second. Yep. Try try and transfer your entire existence just into your nervous system, okay? All right, I'm going to give this a play-by-play. I just did it. It's, it's all cool. the way at my feet now. It's cool. If you just feel the tingling. Oh my, wait, bring your existence back. Stop. Do not keep your existence in your toes for too long. It's very dangerous. All right, I would just encourage everyone to try that at home. I will say this, though. I actually do understand what they mean by that. I've transferred my consciousness to many things before. Yes. And it has led to some very uh, dark arts kind of nights. You've done some messed up stuff. Let's not Transferring talk about your conscience to other places. Sneeze. <laughs> bless. God bless you. Oh. Okay. Mm. So Hanji sees the bright side of things and says, This is lucky. Our objective fell right into our laps. Perfect. Eh. <laughs> <laughs> Bert zips towards Hanji and the squad. The orders are to protect Aaron, but then Armin tells Hanji to let him negotiate. Poor, poor Armin. Come on, dude. We're past this. Well, and too, Armin doesn't know what we've seen in the past couple clips. Bert, he's... His mentality is raising. Okay? This guy's starting to act different. He's acting different. Armin manages to stop Bert long enough to tell him they want to talk this thing over. And Bert says, if I agree to talk, would you all agree to die? Personally, I'm going to have to look this proposal over. It seems a bit one-sided <laughs> for me. Now, the good news is he does only want two simple things. Okay. Aaron... Okay, we can Not do an that. unreasonable start, right? We could give that up. Uh, and the demise of all humanity in the walls. Whoa, where okay. Do you, where do you stand on that issue? Aaron is just one lad. I'm, I'm willing to give up one lad. But when you're talking about all lads, all ladies and lads, yeah. no, sir. We're going to have to go back to the drawing board yeah. on this one. Going to have to come up with a counteroffer. Maybe half? I mean... <laughs> We're reasonable men. We can, we'll hear you out. But mm-hmm. Armin asked who decided any of that, and Bert whispers back, I did, but you better not mumble in front of Armin Arlard, or he will call you out. And he did indeed. He said, can't hear you. So Bert you know, says it again and tells him their lives are coming to an end right here. And at first I thought Armin answered with what I was thinking because he yells back, that is very unfortunate. <laughs> but to Armin's credit, he's going for something here. He says, I was hoping I wouldn't have to hear any screams any longer. And it has been way too long, but Armin's hair is ridiculous. <laughs> Just I hadn't said that in a while. And I know. I thought he was Krista. I mean, he's Historia. Getting a, he's getting a lot of FaceTime, and wow. I was like, wow, Historia's got some balls on her talking to Bert like that. That mop is just <laughs> unbelievable. He tells her that Bert is the only person to save her from the MPs. But listen, Bert had his training burnt into him by Reiner and Zeke, so he just zips off and tells them to feed her to the pigs, but not until he adds, if they really have her, that is. So he's still trying in the back of his mind to be like, no, Bert, she's okay. She's all right. Mm-hmm. Don't worry about it. This They said this was going to happen. Just keep your cool. 
Armin zips over to Bert and draws his blade. Bert asks, did you think that if you talked about Annie, I'd lose my cool again? And Armin's kind of like, we were counting on it. And Bert acknowledges that he is weak. Aaron is growing antsy, but Jean tells him to cool it because he's got a slim chance against him. Bert says he's not so easily fooled. He knows that he is being surrounded by others and being distracted with this ruse while the others finish off Reiner. So he's very... Bert's... I, I like Bert here. I don't know if He's they just around. kicked his ass so much, so many times when he got back to camp or what. But Bird's a completely new person, kind of. He still kind of looks concerned. And then he, I love how he tells Armin too. He's like, "You're shaking so much, you can't do a damn thing." Yeah. <sighs> Armin asks why he even bothered to come talk because they are getting nowhere. And Bert says it's because he needed to know if he would start whining like he did before when he faced them. But he says this time he's fine. And that they are precious comrades to him, but he also intends to kill them. He's found his resolve. Damn. I love Bert here. Armin asks if it's because he thinks they are the spawn of the devil. But Bert says no. None of you have done anything wrong, and you're not devils either, but you still have to die. This guy is on one. He is like me right now. Absolutely on one. You and Bert. Same person. (laughs) I mean, we're both like 6'6". 125. Yeah, 125. Somewhere around there. Out of nowhere, Mikasa appears at Bert's behind. (laughs) But all she managed to do is slice off his ear. Bert zips off and Mikasa says, hold on because there is no telling when he will transform. And then you missed it, bro. You didn't talk about his fucking swinging kick to Mikasa's arm. This guy is (laughs) on one right now, dude. He just tried their life. He, He literally ran up to him. He confronted him. He's not scared anymore. And then he fights off fucking number one Mikasa. Well, keep in mind, this he's, guy's n- on one. he's number three. He's number three. He fought, but the so thing he's is, he's skills. always been scared. He's, he's always been skills. scared, but he's not anymore. And uh, she doesn't think that he's going to transform yet because Reiner is on the verge of death. And if he did, he would finish Reiner off in the process. But Mikasa says what we were all thinking. She says, was that the same Bert? <laughs> Like, that guy's usually a bitch, but he seemed pretty confident that go around. And scouts head to Reiner, but he's now laying on his back, protecting his nape. Bert says that this is weird. I don't feel scared at all. We're jumping back and forth here. And we're also jumping right into Chaz's quote of the fucking Whoa. day. Oh, You want it now, or you want me to finish this right here? Keep finishing what you're doing. Uh, I, see, I see what you're going for. <laughs> Bert's saying this is weird. I don't feel feel scared at all. He's doing a whole lot of justifying in his head. There's nothing we could do. Because this world is just that cruel. Let's fucking go, baby. Yes. Woo! As he zips way above the buildings and begins to transform. The scouts try and take cover as a nuclear bomb occurs due to the colossal titan transformation. That's what I want to do. I want to use the word cruel and then I just want to fucking nuke someone. Oh, (laughs) whoa. We are so canceled. (laughs) Levi's squad seems unharmed, but they worried about Hanji and her squad because they were way closer to the action. Moblet yelling Hanji and they're like right under the explosion. Hanji song! We see a glimpse of the Colossal Titan and also get a look at Reiner inside the Armor Titan. And I thought it was so cool that they got the same guy who played that Nazi in Indiana Jones who got his face <laughs> melted off by looking at the Ark of the Covenant. 
It's the same guy playing Reiner here. That's they awesome. They were able to get him. He's like, yeah, I haven't had much work recently, but look at him now. I Looks mean, great. Just skull, bone, ugh, gross. Bert hits some building causing shrapnel to rain down like some cannons that might actually be useful. Mikasa tells Armin that he's in command. They're... Oh, they're just, uh, okay. Well, I can't believe I missed this. I was so hyped up about the cruel fucking line. I just, right. just almost I jumped out of my that. pants. But uh, what's even better is Appleseed playing while this is happening. I mean, this moment, is this Chaz's favorite moment of the entire show? Possibly. Wow. The song is so good. He uses the word cruel. Anytime the word cruel is used, I just... Oh, we something know we know something how you feel inside about me comes awake man i'm awakened armin says to retreat and head for the commander for new orders but uh john tells him that it will be a disaster if they let bert near the wall with the others and that if the houses on the outside of the wall catch fire the troops will be sandwiched in between that and the beast titan armin realizes they have no choice but defeat but to defeat Bert right here, right now. And He's probably got, got a great plan for this. And they've got to do it with the people they've got right here. Connie asks for Armin's orders as fire rains from the sky. Erwin is watching all this takes place. Of course, he's still cool, calm, collected. Those are a couple adjectives yep. I would use to describe Mr. Goat, man. Commander Smith right now. He looks over to the Beast Titan and wonders what he will do next as we see the Beast Titan who looks even calmer. So calm that he takes care of a little ear scratch. End of episode. I love I love the little duel we got with Mr. Beast, War Chief Zeke, and Erwin yeah. Smith. Just a little stare down. Yeah. I mean, wow. So this is... It's interesting how... Like, if Bert is in the air like he is, it literally... The lightning strike or whatever... How now? What do you think causes the nuclear bat blast? Is it because so, because he like cannonballs into the because he he has to stand up? This is what I, I don't know. I would actually love to hear this from some of our listeners. Can Bert do the nuclear option even when he's standing on the ground? I want to know this because I feel like he might be able to do it because we don't really know his powers. We know he's stupidly op. We know. Well, the thing is, he did fly back up into the air, and we know when he landed off the wall, when he did his little half transformation in season two, that him just falling to the ground was a, a huge explosion, and that was just half of his body. So what I'm thinking is that he flew up into the air, transformed, and just fucking cannonballed, and just okay. blew everything up. But Yeah, I mean, you were talking about his powers or whatever. As far as we can tell, really, his only power is just being huge and uh the the vanishing steam, act the steam where he uses the steam to vanish and then but it's kind of like all a mystery still like we still don't yeah, we really don't know i guess to me it was like he's in the air when to me it's all about his size i think i think if any other titan was as big as him and they were in the air like the lightning yeah uh, you know transformation would make that happen to anyone he's just so damn big that that's what and if that this is mentioned in the manga i know a, a few things that i've seen have been mentioned in the manga that weren't in the anime if anybody knows this please let us know yeah we love hearing that stuff uh 
Catherine sent us a crazy email. We actually, now that we're at the end of the episode, let me get your take on this real quick. So your girl Hanji in the mangas, yeah, you know, it's not. Is... She can go either way. What do you What do you think of that? This is a little rough. I didn't like hearing this one. <laughs> Hey, not that there's anything wrong with that. Nothing wrong with it, but I didn't like hearing it. I like thinking of Hanji as just not really having a wiener on herself. But but at the same time, you love big hogs. You're talking about Levi's all the time. So what? But the thing is, Levi does definitely have a hog on him. I don't see Hanji having a. If she did have a hog on her, it would be very mild. It wouldn't be a good one. If that makes sense. I'm thinking of Hanji, she's a chick. She does kind of have dude tendencies, the stuff she does. But I think of her as a chick, and I'm not going to think of her I mean, not to get too else. crass here, but to me, she just gets horny like a chick. Yes, she does. She, just her whole her hairstyle, she's a chick, okay? But at the same Isiyama, time, I think, I think in the anime, she's a chick. I feel like maybe not, but I feel like they play her well, that way. We don't read the manga, so we don't know what all's going on in there. I it mean, sounds like either way, it could be uh, it's up for interpretation. So, well, don't know what that you says about it, you. But if you interpret it different, you're just stupid. So all don't. I know is, uh, well, she's got those glasses on. When they're off, too, she looks wow. like a dime piece. Wow. Honestly, you know what? She's a dude. Fuck it. I'm rolling with her. All right. I'm ride or die, so I don't even care. There you go. So, but no, we we got all kind of fun little facts about. The differences and we like to hear that stuff so keep them coming and uh yeah we've got anything else on this episode there's a lot going down armin's a little shook because he's in control of Arby's <sighs> in command uh no i think my quote of the day was probably the best we've had so far um bert god what a fucking episode for bert <laughs> here's the thing your quote of the day will be the best you've had so far until next episode that's how long it's going to last. I know. But uh, with that being said, we're going to go record the next one, and you guys will hear it in a short time, too. Hey, so. Shout out to Big Bert. <laughs> yeah, yeah, shout out. Hope he's listening. Hope, hope his voice actor is listening to this. <laughs> but, sure he is. But screw that. Thank you for listening. Please subscribe to us. Leave us a review. Yeah, email us at the podcast. Tell us how bad our tell us how bad our podcast sucks. We haven't gotten any hate mail in a while, and I know we're not good at this shit. So please tell us that we are terrible, and tell us to quit our jobs to go full time podcast because it's so bad. Speak your truth. Have a great day. Thanks. Peace. Sayonara.